January 28, 2021, the incomparable legend Cicely Tyson passed from this plane of existence. Her contribution to American culture and the overall black experience is deep and meaningful, far more than I think this country has ever rightfully celebrated. Mother Tyson has provided us with a vast list of performances, from Sounder to the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, from Roots to the women of Brewster Place. Most millennials and Gen Xers would recognize her from a slew of Tyler Perry movies, as well as her portrayal as the mother of Viola Davis's character Annalise Keating, Ophelia Harkness, on how to get away with murder. I recently purchased her new memoir, Just As I Am, on Audible. Her memoir was released only two days before she left this plane for her next chapter. Listening to her voice made my eyes well up with tears, mostly because she spoke of how it took her many years to feel as though she had anything to talk about. But I give thanks that after 90 years of living, she finally felt it was time to share her story. And the beauty is, she said that even at her age, she was still discovering more about who she is. That's a lesson for all of us, Misfit Universe. Never stop growing. Never stop being intrigued by life. And never stop being intrigued by yourself. Grow. Evolve. Rise. Thank you, Ia, for a legacy that will live far beyond your physical presence on this earth. As long as we speak your name, your legacy will live on. We honor you today and always, Ia. Godspeed on your journey beyond. And now, misfits, let's get healed. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. So, Misfit Universe, this is very rare for me. You know, oftentimes I have a lot of this show scripted, uh, but I decided I was going to be a little different. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and it's because oftentimes with this person that I have on the show, that normally is how it is. I don't know where the conversation is going to go because they're talkative and random. But anyway, everybody, um, I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while now. Where, where are you staring off at? I'm listening to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My dear friend and guest and co-host for the entire show, Tigger Red is here, Misfit Universe. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's there's a lot well. to say. <laughs> you said it's not going to go well. <laughs> So there's a lot that's going to be going on in this episode. Um, as always, you know, we have the check-in, the culture of pop, my interview with Tigger, as well as the couch and good news. Uh, I'm going to let him carry much of culture of pop because I think for over a year now, we've been talking about what culture of pop would look like for us and he, everything he wants to talk about is stuff we've never talked about here before. <laughs> so I'm going to let him carry that, that section. Uh, but for now... I wanted to thank everybody for checking out the last episode with uh, Tokyo Omega and Soul Adler. Received a really good response. 
uh, Tokyo actually sent me a lot of feedback that he received from friends and family. And those responses were beautiful. Like people were really lifting him up and actually complimented a brother as well. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, also, thank you guys for continuing to send in questions for the couch. It means a lot that you guys continue to send them in. I'm only doing two questions at a time because that seems to be a good sweet spot for the amount of time. Uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, a few people told me they want me to do more politics because I was very passionate when I was talking about politics. You shook your head no? I don't do politics. I'm going to need you to talk a little louder, sir. I don't do politics. <laughs> You'd rather do drag race? Something in a time for, you know, po people fight over politics. Uh, yes, politics, religion, all that good stuff. There's three things. Never talk about politics, religion, and it's something else you, and, um, hell, I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was politics and religion. It was one more. It's something else? It's, an, it's one more. Is it more. guns? You never no, it's not guns. It's politics, religion, and... I don't know. It's okay. Sexuality, probably, since now everything is broad and you everybody wants to have a specific meaning, which is not wrong, but it just gets confusing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> It's all going to be okay. This is the healing space. We're going to work with you through it. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> this is a safe space. I mean, even if we disagree, you still can say it. And there's nothing bad. It's just oh, okay. When, I get, what is the one where everybody loves everybody, no matter what gender or qualification? What is it? Pansexual? Oh, uh, pan, yes. Pansexual, yes. Me and my friend got a, another term for that. Ho. Why is that a hoe? Because if you're a hoe, you love everything and everybody. Just say you're a whore. What? Y'all want to... Y'all want to... But the thing is, is that just because you are into everything doesn't mean that you're just out there doing it with everyone. That's not what that means. If you are into everybody, that means that here I am with you right now. Oh, just so so you, What? <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're going out every day doing something with somebody different, though. Oh, it just means that, So you can be in a relationship with one person, but that doesn't mean that after that relationship is over, you may not be open to something with somebody else. If y'all can see my face right now, I say that gets confusing. But I don't judge whatever you choose to do and what you want to be is your preference. We all have preferences. So, hey, whatever people, makes you happy. People who say stuff like that. I don't. <laughs> it just get confused. I don't judge are usually the people judging. It's just so many you have to look like. It's no longer the LGBT. Now we have Q, Q R S T U V W S Y and Z, one, two, three, blue, purple, green, yellow, orange, all that. Because everybody has to be represented. The good thing about this show is that there will be people who understand where I'm coming from, but there are just as many people who understand where you're coming from. Trust me, I have friends who are over it, <laughs> and they're tired I've of having to figure it. all the stuff out. Like I said, I'm not judging. <laughs> Whatever you choose to do is what you choose to do. Mm -hmm. Look, your sexuality does not pay my bills, so I don't care. Ho is what I said. <laughs> okay, so ho is what you're going to stick with? Okay. Indeed. And I, and I ain't changing it. Ooh, that's that's good and southern of you. <laughs> that's good and southern of you. Yes. <laughs> and I ain't gonna change it. Anyway, so now misfits, we are going to go into the check-in. Okay, so starting off the check-in, mine is gonna be short because you guys hear from me every week. So I'm gonna let Tigger tell you uh, about how his 2021 in general is going because I think we're only what when we're recording this, we're only 16 days in. So for me. My past week has been pretty cool, uh, still awaiting the inauguration of Biden. Uh, people are still losing their shit. Uh, it's, it's really interesting what's going on in the world right now. 
Um, I've been, uh, I'm glad that I can be back into politics the way that I used to be, because with that man in office, I lost my love for politics in general. So now that he's on his way out, it's becoming more interesting to me again. So I'm constantly watching MSNBC, uh, CNN, all of that stuff. I'm constantly watching things on YouTube just so I can stay abreast of what's going on in the world. So that's been a lot of what's been going on for the past week. I finally decided to attempt to play Skyrim on Xbox. Like I think I told you guys, my best friend got me an Xbox for Christmas. So I'm now one of those uh, Xbox PlayStation people where I have both. So I attempted to be able to play it, but um, I was confused just from the get. Like as soon as the game started, I had no idea what was going on. So I stood there for That's a minute. It's my everyday life. You said what? It's my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> so the boyfriend came out and he was asking me questions and I was like, I don't know. I have no clue. Like I decided what race he was going to be. He's a high elf. And then that was about the extent of my journey on Skyrim. So I turned it off. So I ended up downloading um, God of War and Injustice 2. And God of War, I loved that the first time I played it over at my best friend's house. So it's cool owning it because games like that I love. I love God of War. I love Uncharted. Um, but I love this specific God of War. I don't know if it looked different in the past because I've never owned a God of War game, but I feel like this one plays differently. So it plays to the kind of game that I like. So definitely feeling that. Um, Injustice is one of only two games that I've never been good at, Injustice and Tekken. They just don't play right for me. Um, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I will beat everyone in, and I've thankfully been able to prove that. I will beat everyone. So, you know. I mean, you, you looking like you want some, so. Don't make me log into my profile. <laughs> listen, listen. I ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> we can make it happen. That's fine with me. Listen, because people like to talk trash, and then I win, and, you know, and then they got excuses not and everything. Tonight, not. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the majority of what has been going on with uh, my check-in. That's about it. Um, I had a brief moment last night where I fell into depression and it kind of caught me off guard because since I've been on the meds that I'm on now, I've been pretty balanced, like in a really good space. So the depression caught me off guard, but you know, it's sunny, it's pretty. We're looking out the uh, bay window of my sunroom right now and it looks really pretty outside. So I'm in a good place. So I'm going to shut up now and Tigger, you can let everybody know what's going on with your check-in. Speak up, sir. Damn southern can, softness. Can I get it out? <laughs> I mean, so far, my check-in's been normal. All I do is work. I work from home. Mm -hmm. I clock in and clock out. <laughs> I don't have, like, people don't really, I don't have a big social life. Thursdays is pretty much the only time I get out the house when I go to a friend's game night. And mm -hmm. I see pretty much the same group of people. We play cards. We have discussions about topics, where they be politics we have which we was brief because different people have we have people have different political poli political yeah huh. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> views as far as religion religion wasn't so bad it's just like like i said those two things you really don't discuss that was very brief usually it's about relationship a pro, uh, cultural preparation and gay culture mm -hmm. about we just talk about things like soft top fem, uh feminine tops or you know just things like that um, specifically just for men and tops, that's it? No, it's just, that's just like some things we talk, we talk about relationships, okay. we talking about 
you know, friends, family, how you know, just things like that. Mainly, not to say it's gonna be like sex or sex based, right? Like, would you do this for your partner? Are you submissive? Would you give in or would you say no to things? Just like re- relationship and marital things. So. Okay, it's just everybody, you know, we discussed it for about an hour, hour and a half. Then we play cards and we got spades and Uno, and then we, you know, drink, eat, have fun, right? Listen to music. So that's actually one of the main reasons why, and, and I'm, of course we're going to get into the um, conversation later on, but one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because, like, I know you personally. We're actually friends, so I know your day-to-day. However, there are a lot of people who believe that you and this is, I wanted to ask you this later on, but I'll ask you now. Do you call yourself, or do you answer to porn star or adult entertainer, or is there another name? Porn star? I don't get offended. It is okay. what it is. Okay. <laughs> like, if you're a stripper, you, you're not going to say, oh, I'm an exotic dancer. No. <laughs> I'm a stripper. <laughs> I take off my clothes and swing around this pole. I'm a porn star. But a lot of people, don't, like, when I tell people I'm at work, like, oh, you're doing a shoot. No, I'm on the clock. Right. I have a job. <laughs> I've been doing porn since I was 21. That had been a paid hobby. I right. went to school. I got my associates. Per, 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 okay, wait, wait, wait. Because we're supposed to be talking about this during the interview. Oh, well, we'll you giving everybody all the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, okay. So that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because you have a whole life. Yeah. And, you I know, get that question as like, oh, do you get offended by porn star? Absolutely not. Right. You don't have to, I mean, if you call me porn star, sex worker, um, um, adult entertainer, it's all the same. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is that uh, all your check-in, or do you have something else? That's about it, since um, since we gotten into December. I haven't really done anything. You mean January? Oh. <laughs> Please enter 2021 with us. January, somebody. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't do anything. <laughs> I gained weight. I've <laughs> been gaining weight since COVID. Listen, I'm about to say, that's many of us, for real. But it's different. Everybody know me as a tween. I was told, they start showing my little stomach and thighs. I'm like, oh, you're what? a daddy now. Right. Keep in mind, y'all, what he considers to be gaining weight. Like, I gained 15 pounds. Really? Yes. That has to literally be all of your thighs and your ass. Face, stomach, thighs. Your face does not look thicker to me. My face has gotten fuller. Okay. My face started getting fuller when I first moved to Texas in 2019. Mm-hmm. And that's when everybody's like, you starting to look like a man. Now you're like a little boy. Then when COVID hit, it's, <laughs> even my mom, like my nose has gotten bigger. My mom what? said, I went to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and I walked through the door. My mom was like, damn, Sherrod, you done put on weight. I'm like... <laughs> nice to see you too, mama. She lifting up my jacket. I'm like, look at your thighs and ass. I'm like, oh my God. And she has never said that. Every time I see my parents, I'm like, you need to eat. Now she's saying I gained weight. So that's how I know I gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I honestly feel like, I mean, when you pointed out your stomach to me, I was like, okay. But had you not pointed out, I wouldn't have paid attention. But no, since when we first met, when we first met, there were very little thighs and some booty. So. But now, <laughs> now it is a totally different story. Even my best friends have said that because one of my best friends, we they came down and um, it was still hot, so it was like the summer month. Mm-hmm. And I had walked out of the room. We was going to a park. We was gonna go running, and my friend was like, "Shry, you just done let yourself go." And he said in a good way because she said, "You got titties, you got stomach." <laughs> Got thighs and butt. I'm like, 
If I'm supposed to take this as a compliment or an insult. <laughs> so wait, so are you cons- are you considered what people would call slim thick? Oh uh, wait, yeah. I mean, okay. I can still fit a twenty nine. <laughs> Don't get it wrong. I can I can pull a t- look. I got, I got a twenty six. My God, <laughs> it may be a little snub, <laughs> but I can fit. <laughs> I ain't in the 30 breaking yet. I'm way still by the 26, 28. So, hell, I think these britches I got on now is a 28. Oh, he said britches. Lord, this is just the most southern situation I have ever. They are britches. Okay, so explain to me what what are britches? Britches are pants. (laughs) I'm from Mississippi, y'all. So, we always said if it got a seam in it, Mm -hmm. like right there, those are britches. Okay. Now, if you got on like sweatpants, those are sweatpants or lounge pants. I bet it's but it's loud. But it depends on who your family member is. Those are britches too. Pull your britches up. <laughs> so those are the options, like lounge pants or britches. Uh-huh. So what are shorts? Shorts. Oh, oh. So okay, so that's universal. Okay, got you. But these are britches. <laughs> Don't even get me started on robe and house call. <laughs> So do y'all say house coat? Yes, we're gonna say go go get my house coat out the bed. That's a, uh, hold on, let me put my house coat on. We got somebody. Yeah, she hold it. I wish y'all could see this. She hold it like this, and somebody at the door. Like she she cross her arms she and holds it real tight across her chest. Yeah, cause she done lost the strain to it. So. Is that why people do it? Yes, I've do always it. wondered why oh, they hold cold, it like oh, that. Oh, it's cold outside. You know, you holding it like this. You got the strain on, but nine times out of ten, we don't lost the strain. So <laughs> <laughs> you sit there. <laughs> Wow! Is your house coat? <laughs> I forget you from Baltimore, so y'all so politically correct. What do you mean? This not politically correct. They're all southern. We're northern. That's what it is. Politically correct. <laughs> where a, y'all call a quilt or quilt or a blanket? It's a throw. A throw. A throw. What? <laughs> you put the throw on the back of the couch, and it's for decoration or for company. We have throw pillows. No, we, we have, have a, those. The blanket is a throw. Okay. So y'all never call them blankets? Wow. <laughs> yes, we do, but if you got an old country grandma that's like 75 in the sticks, that's a throw. So what do y'all call a comforter? Cover? A cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we say, we say a comforter set. I don't get it wrong, but... It's like a cover. Cover. So wait, if that's a... I'm confused. So if a comforter is a cover... What is the thing that's under it? The sheet that's under it. Jeez. Okay. Let me say it's a comforter set, but just like just go give me that cover off the bed. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm so intrigued by this. We need to move on. But okay, shoes. What do you call sneakers? Tennis shoes. Wow. Okay. Well, I can tell you there are a good amount of people in Maryland who say tennis shoes as well. We don't say tennis. Tennis shoes. Yes. (laughs) Even if you're not going to play tennis? Nope. Tennis shoes. (laughs) Because those are just sports shoes you throw on, run to the store, run outside. Okay. Tennis shoes. I know a lot of people who say tennis shoes, so I can't can't hold that against the South. We don't say slippers. We uh, House shoes. Those are house shoes. So you have a house coat and house shoes? House coat and house shoes. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is I can't really get on that because at least everything is matching. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> oh no! So y'all don't have matching. Y'all, it's just you got a pink house coat and some brown house shoes. Ooh, <laughs> we go for comfort, not for style. <laughs> Who gonna look at us? Okay, 
That's that's definitely southern. You got a okay. purple bonnet, a pink house coat, and some brown house shoes. Wow. You're at home in uh, your comfort. Are you answering the door? If Amazon comes to the door yes! looking like this? <laughs> I pay the bills here. Like, this is my mortgage. <laughs> I can't. Oh, okay. I, oh, I enjoyed that thoroughly. I want to get so, into so many more. You go in with your house coat. <laughs> I can't. Um, okay, we need to go ahead and get into the culture of pop. <laughs> we'll come back to country. Listen, because I could talk about that all day. Okay, so with with culture of pop, you've been waiting with breath that is baited to be able to talk about <laughs> several different things. So what is the first thing you want to talk about? See... <laughs> He hates me because my top three favorite shows are RuPaul with well, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, RuPaul's Drag Race, and The Mad Singer. Whoo boy! <laughs> I get very passionate about those. Wait a minute, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Oh my god. Disrespectful. Oh, okay, so my top four: Dancing with the Stars, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, RuPaul's Drag Race, and The Mad Singer. Thank you for that. Uh huh. Because I've never missed a season, Listen. episode. I voted. On Dance with the Stars, I still watch it with my grandma. We call each other. We do go. We go for the people of color. <laughs> <laughs> if they're if they're bad, we send them all home. But we do go for the, the alternative colors as well. You know, the alternative cur- colors, Caucasians and Asians. <laughs> if, you know, the Latino. We, we go, but we we strongly for our black. <laughs> the reason why there's no way I could forget that he's into Dancing with the Stars is because he has literally sat on the phone with me and like a sportscaster for for sports, <laughs> like watching a basketball when game. Ask- he can break down everything to you about each dancer the what they scored during the week yes, everything what they should have <laughs> scored who was overscored i've been watching it for 29 seasons i know Woo! who should have won who was on there who got what score who danced to what song who had on what outfit jesus i know everything <laughs> so okay who is your if, if you can, who are your top three favorite dancers ever on Dance with the Stars? Celebrity or pros? Um, nice. Okay, let's do pros first, then celebrities. Pros, my favorite all the t- all time favorite female is Shauna Burgess. Mm-hmm. She just has a style about her, especially has she has her red hair. She's just beautiful. She's sensual. She's sexy but classy with it. She just has her quiet when she dances. Her points her. <laughs> Emphasis on when she danced. I have to show you. We, we need to be recording this <laughs> on for YouTube because all this body moving around. And that's how she's very. She dances with her head to toe body. She's very just it's just motion. Okay. So I love her to death, and I'm glad she won. And which her season was controversial because she danced with someone named Bobby Bones. He was a country broadcaster, and he was not the best. But what a lot of people don't understand is. It is a dancing competition, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to see the perfectionist wins. They want to go for the underdog, so that's why he won. Like nobody want to sit there and watch. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody, Christy Yamaguchi. Christy Yamaguchi won. Mm-hmm. So, but, but were you saying people didn't want to see her win because she was already extremely athletic? Or no, people want to see her win because her competition was. She was pretty much the biggest competition. I would say celebrity on season six. Okay. Jason Taylor from the Miami Dolphins gave her a run for her money, which football players nine times out of ten do good. I'm about to say, they do really good on that, right? It's been two that have not done good, and that was Keyshawn Johnson and 
Oh, I can't think now. Oh my god, I'm, I'm losing my Desmosar's credibility. <laughs> um, it was Keyshawn Johnson and someone else. I'll get back to it, but okay. Football players typically either win, go far, or do really, really well. Okay. Because they have that footwork. Basketball players suck. <laughs> yes, they do. Run, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the show, but I do know the basketball players never make it far. Run yeah. Artis slash Metal World Peace went home first. <laughs> Clyde Dressler went home fourth. Uh, the, on the recent season, oh, what is the guy's name? Oh my God, I can't think of his name now. Look, he went home first. He was a sweetheart though, but he just couldn't get it. Lamar Odom, a child, he was just. I, I, <laughs> I commend him on his story because you know he had suffered a lot. He was yeah. pretty much going to be a vegetable. So a lot of people was like, he sucked. I'm like, this man had to relearn how to walk, right. let alone dance. So I understand his story, but yeah. So I commend him on that because most most people. Wouldn't be able to, he did better than some people too. Too good feet. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so you said who your top um, prof- professor? I mean professor, Lord, top professional was. So who is your top star? Stars who have been on the show. I like Justina Machado from this recent season because she was she wasn't an underdog. She was just she grew on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Rashad Jennings with his fine ass. Oh God, he won. Oh Lord. <laughs> Ooh, body. Um, <laughs> trying to think of one more. Emmett Smith was going to always be the all-time favorite champion, Dancing with the Stars. He he embodied Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. He started strong. He started good, and then he uh, got stronger and stronger and stronger. So he was great. And okay. plus, I'm a Cowboys fan anyway. Cowboys mm, Nation. Lord knows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Dancing with the Stars. So I, I, we don't handle time for Mass Singer because I mean the show is also very new. So okay, so with it being new, I'll just ask this: What has been the best part of Mass Singer for you so far? I would say season two because when it first came on, I was like, "This is so stupid!" Like, who really knows if you're singing? Mm-hmm. But then I watched, I'm like, "Okay, this is unique!" Like, "Oh my god, I like this!" And then when season two came around, I was ready because. Everybody, pretty much, majority of the cast had singing ability. It just wasn't no random person like Ricky Lake or uh, Cheech from uh, Tommy Chong or just random people like, why are you here? You must need a check. Right. But you had, <laughs> you know, we all knew Gladys Knight's voice. People, and they, I'm pretty sure the judges had to play dumb for right. critiques because you got... Two singers up there, Robin Thicke and Nicole Schrezinger. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jenny McCarthy, who's been around celebrities since TRL in the 90s on MTV. So everybody knows Gladys Knight's voice. And then, of course, she got third place. And then Patti LaBelle was on there, which everybody knows Auntie's Patty's voice. Like, mm-hmm. you can't get And we knew Michelle Williams. I knew Michelle Williams. Um, I knew Seal, Black Ass. I can't say Seal that. was on there? Yeah, Seal did good. Seal got... <laughs> You said you can't say that. Well, say you can still- say whatever you want on it. You can curse. That's no problem. <laughs> yes, he was on season. He got fifth place. So he was I didn't in- know he was on that. He was good. And I thought he pulled it off because he was androgynous, but I know his voice. You could tell certain people's voices. Right. Um, I knew Wayne Brady. That was him. I knew it was either between Jamie Foster or Wayne Brady, but I heard Wayne Brady saying on um, Who Lying Is It Anyway on, and Let's Make a Deal because I'm an old 85 year old woman named Gertrude and I like game shows. <laughs> 
Okay, so what is it that you love about RuPaul's Drag Race? Everything. I was about to say, I would assume. <laughs> I have been, I'm not like one of these newfangled watchers that started like in season eight or five. I've been watching since season one with the plexiglass stage and the Vaseline smeared <laughs> on the camera. And everything was overly filtered. Like, Listen, there was a time where I was wondering, I was like, okay... Is something wrong with RuPaul? No. Because I, I honestly thought that because it was so overly filtered was that I was like, why won't filtered. she just allow herself to? It's be? like the entire sh the season was over. It was new, so I'm like, it was so overly filtered. I'm like, everybody looked so glaring. I, I thought that something happened to her and she didn't look as good as she used to look. No, because it was so overly filtered. I was like, maybe she isn't nice looking anymore and she's trying to compensate. But then, of course, that changed. I stopped watching. I was into what you knew. No, you didn't stop watching. <laughs> I didn't even know you knew I was into it at any point. We are on season um, thirteen. I watched it until until Bianca Del Rio won. Yes. After Bianca Del Rio won, I didn't watch anymore for no particular reason. See, I just dropped off from it. Started watching. Really? Mm -hmm. A lot of people say they started watching season six, seven, and eight. And I would say I, I like where the show is going because it's on a higher platform of VH1. Right. But I missed the old seasons of Drag Race when it wasn't so much of a comedy. Now now it's a comedy show. If you can oh, make, really? Yes. If you can make ruin the judges laugh and you have on a pretty gown, it's you're a winner. But gotcha. I miss the days where you have to literally do a design challenge. Like, right. They have kind of gotten away from the design challenge. It's more acting and comedy oh. so it's like it's yeah not, no that's one of the things i liked about it it's not fair for those who know how to sew right because it's a so it used to be like queens just get in trouble on the show oh i don't know how to sew now you have queens that do know how to sew stuff but they don't get far because you're throwing a crazy ass acting challenge where it's a stupid you're playing a gypsy or right. real estate agent and you have to make it funny i'm like <laughs> okay can we bring back sewing challenges can we bring back makeup challenges because that's where true talent is as a drag queen you don't have to be funny as a drag queen like you're not it's only been three queens from the show who has made it into pop culture tv right i mean everybody else go on tour do they lip sync and make their money which is fine but mm -hmm. it's more comedy and i'm like because Lord knows I've seen Shangela and everything. Shangela was what you call a <laughs> rats the richest store. And I love some Shangela. Yeah, because Shangela was on there more than once trying to make it, right? Shangela was on season two. She went home first. Then yeah. she came back and uh, redid three. And she got technically fifth place to they brought another queen back. I'm not going to say six because Shangela won fifth was fair and square. <laughs> and then, you know, she made guest appearances on other sh uh, seasons. And mm -hmm. then she was on the Christmas special. And then, you know, she has performed for Beyonce. She's on main TV. She's on oh, yeah. Oscars. She's been on half she's the on, shows I watch. She's on <laughs> what I consider white people prime time as a black <laughs> drag queen. Not many queens are doing that. Right. Yeah. Come to think of it, she's the only one that's doing that. Who's crossed over like that. Crossed over like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of the most, she's like the most successful one. Now, Bianca Del Rio is successful, successful as well. She's on Netflix with stuff. Katia, um... Bob and uh, Bob and uh, Monet Exchange, mm -hmm. and you know other queens who are doing good. But Shangela was at the top when you're at the Oscars. Violet Chachki went to the Met Gala, but I didn't like her. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know who I that is. She should have won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It was a, and I hate the queens that get on there. They're just boy in makeup. It's like. I'm young, but I like old school drag. I want to see the big hair, the beautiful outfits, the one you have to struggle and that took you 24, like 
2400 hours to sew right and you that cost you your last month's rent like to put together instead of just putting on a gown somebody made with a little chapstick and blush i can put that on <laughs> i can make i can make a dress out of some sweatpants and put on some rouge a dress out of sweatpants. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that's a good place to end that. Because <laughs> that's a quote for y'all right there to step y'all game up. Because he can make a dress out of sweatpants. Put on little Shit. All right, Misfits. So we are done with Culture of Pop. <clears throat> and when we come back, we're going to have a conversation about uh, the industry. Ooh. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. We, we are back, Misfits. So, I'm already going ahead and say now, you're going to have to be on here again. Because if y'all can hear, I'm just going to have an episode called Stories with Tigger Red. Like, wow, we have been laughing the whole time. I told him we should do a cassette, how country are you? That raised my eyebrow because I'm like, man, you don't get no country than Mississippi. People always ask me, well, how country are you? We have horses behind our house. Whew. My grandma has a homemade garden behind hers. Okay, a, har- a homemade garden is in country. That's not the part that's bad. Oh. The part that's bad is when you have a homemade garden and you have to keep the deers and other creatures out of your garden. <laughs> and to keep them out, you have to put piss in a bag. What? Yes, you had to pee because the smell of urine wars off deers and raccoons. Oh. Is it like marking your territory? Pretty much. Wow. It's just the aroma. So my grandma came up to me. She's like, Shirai, um, can you do me a favor? I'm like, well, yes, ma'am. Well, she said, take this him bag. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think she's going to tell me, like, go pick up some trash or something. Get some pecans out the pecan tree. She's like, can you pee in this bag? No! <laughs> But I did it anyway. I was about to say, I'm sure if your grandmother asked you, you She's did like, it anyway. I need to keep the deer that be in my corn. I'm like, Grandma, I'm not finna pee in this bag. Whoo, boy. Two seconds later, I'm pee- Grandma, what you want me to do with this piss? Take it outside. I don't want it in the house. <laughs> she said, why you just come pee outside? I'm like, I peed in the co- Look. <laughs> like, what if it breaks in my flow? I'm like, you told me to piss in this bag. Wow. So when you say bag, do you mean like a Ziploc bag? Do you mean like a Kroger bag? Kroger's bag. <laughs> Good night. A, a plastic bag. You pee in it and <laughs> Good you, night. And you you put about two or three bags <laughs> and you take it outside and put it on the two or three. So you don't want the how piss. much urine do you we have don't want in the you? piss leaking out? Oh, you mean double up the bag? Yes. I thought you mean you have to piss in three different no. bags. It's <laughs> like how much urine do you have in you? Yes, I'm like people say, well, how can are you we have a farm wow on christmas i'll never forget christmas 2015 i came home i was there with my brothers it's five of us mm-hmm. and it's five o'clock in the morning we opened up one gift it was a family gift we got an xbox one and dad was like all right put your boots on we're going to feed the horses i'm like huh <laughs> he's about to say, he said right just because you went to college don't mean that you home so everybody had to put on their boots and my mama he was like even you so she put on her pink boots so she sitting on the four-wheeler with the baby my brother's Okay, um, you can just stop right no. there on a four-wheeler with the baby. That is how country you well, it was. It was We call it the baby. That was my uh, stepbrother's uh, baby. Uh, so we just, it was the baby. So she's out there in her pink coat and boots, with, and he's Bryce's and on the four-wheeler. And we out there in our rain boots, or what we call them, chicken plant boots. 
Because people wear those to like the industrial plants, like chicken plants. It's like those plastic rain boots. You just wash them all. Oh, so yes. <laughs> we out there feeding the horses, the pigs, you know, the cows, <laughs> cleaning up the uh, barn. When, when, when I do the chapter times for this episode, I'm going to have to have one part that says <laughs> Tigger Tales. <laughs> then I'm going to have to have porn conversation. <laughs> Which oh god, feel like they think I'm from like L.A. or New York. I'm like, who like, thinks you're from L.A.? People that like, sees me on social media, really? Yes, they never suspect I'm from Mississippi until I start talking. I'm so like, I'm about to say these most people who never heard you talk, before. right? I'm like, okay. When people are like, oh, can you know? Uh, I don't think this really you. They say it in a genuine way. I'm like, right. this is me. We can get on Instagram. We can FaceTime. We can Skype. Like, baby, this is 2020. It's so much technology. So, wait. You do IG Lives, though. Do they never listen to your IG Lives? I mean, some people don't look at IG Lives. Oh, that's true. That's and, true. you know, I do IG Live every blue moon. Maybe yes, like, it's not often. Yeah. Once or twice every five months. I get right. on just because I'm bored or I see other people. I'm like, well, let me just go. Yes, because I came into your IG yeah, I live once, and I was like, if he is not just sitting here having a regular conversation with a friend, like, like I'm having a regular conversation. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, there's some stuff he could have did on the phone, and uh, he just decided to make it live. So. Only certain people know when you say I'm country in a bucket of corn. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't even know what that means. When you <laughs> country in a bucket of corn, your great grandma has this tin bucket, uh-huh. and we're shucking corn on the porch. Oh, wow. And the corn is like fresh because it's so ashy and white. Ooh, I have not known that level of country since like my grandmother, who's no we longer with us, do she it. grew up in the country. <laughs> Y'all still do it? Yes, we have oh. corns. We shook corn. Ooh. Shook peas. Don't y'all have like machines to do that now? <laughs> do no damn machines. <laughs> we, we put our shit in a Ziploc bag and deep and put it in a deep freezer and you oh take it out. You thaw it in the sink when you want dinner. Like okay. my grandma still clean green. <laughs> my grandma cleans green. <laughs> she been doing this for years. She has a big purple bowl and she put newspapers on the floor. And cleans the grains in the living room while she's watching TV. Wow. So it could be a football game, a Wheel of Fortune, or something on TV. And she's just cleaning the green. And she, and she cleans fish. My grandma is 70. My grandma will be 75 in February. No, my grandma will be 70 in February because my mom will be 50. Yes. Beginning of February, end of February. Middle. She'll be February, uh, 70 February the 16th or the 19th. Don't get me the lying. I know it's one of those numbers. If it's the 19th, she, I think she'd still be in Aquarius. Yeah. I don't think you do Pisces until the 20th. But, um, but okay. No, she'll be 71 because my mom will be 51. But see, here's the positive of the countryness, though. A lot of what it is that we eat these days have all types of things in it that shouldn't be in it. <laughs> but y'all have all natural. No. So, oh. <laughs> Wait, when we cook our greens and peas and stream beans, put some bacon in there to give it the flavor. Uh, neck bone. But see, all of it's natural though, right? Y'all not getting it from... No, we're not getting it from the store. Right. No, we have like, in my hometown, we have somebody they call the green. Oh, I'm sorry. When I say natural, you thought I meant like... No, I mean like y'all are the ones who grow it. Y'all kill the animals and all that stuff right yeah like right. we have like people in our my hometown is country is but small so we had a man called the green man and mm-hmm. like he sits on the back of his truck on saturdays early saturday morning and people go out there and buy greens off his pickup truck <laughs> or potatoes or tomatoes so you know he grows them he has a farm but then other people have their own like little backyard and stuff so yeah 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And this is all in Mississippi? Yeah, probably Alabama too. It just depends. <laughs> but I know in my hometown, my grandma, she would go fishing and catch up two buckets of fish. She'll skin them back there and scales everywhere. I'm like, I go to her, I used to go to her and like, Grandma, you got something in your hair. Wow. <laughs> and she just just skinning it with a knife and then she'll clean it, put it in the Ziploc bag, and put it in the deep freezer. Ooh, and I would pass out if I was. <laughs> I just oh, get fish. Okay. It's not that bad. Okay. You don't like guts? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. So you just got people still find it interesting that I can even eat chicken because I'm so anti-killing of animals. <laughs> that oh, like you one eat. of those. <laughs> Well, baby, everything you cut, if you come to Mississippi and eat Thanksgiving or Christmas or Sunday dinner, everything that's on their plate is dead. Oh, God. And filled with good old grease and lard and butter. The I don't understand how you didn't get thick a long time ago. <laughs> I am like, uh, you needed COVID in order for you to get thicker. <laughs> I got to lay off pork. Pork ain't never hurt nobody. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> pork, good, pork good for you. Pork put meat on your bones. You just had to take it in moderation. Mm-hmm. So, you mean, you can Okay, well, I, I believe in moderation. We're not just I eating do. pork chalk every day. We do do baked chicken, grilled chicken. Good. Sauteed with onions and less seasoning. Then we do fried, smothered pork chop and gravy with... Oh, God. <laughs> Jipping cornbread, mashed potatoes, and corn, and potting it. <laughs> you about to make somebody listen to this podcast real hungry. I'm like, right now, I want some pork chops. Oh, my God. What? Boston Market open? <laughs> Boston Market still exists? We have two in... We have quite a few in Dallas. Really? Yes. I thought they were closed. No, wow. Somebody said it's trash, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, listen. We supposed oh, to be... Oh, that's going to be a two-minute segment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, we're about to be ten minutes into the segment, and we just getting to... Okay, so I didn't write down any questions, which I think may, this may be the first time I've ever done an interview, and I didn't put down any questions. So we're just going to talk. So oh, I had a good one, too. You said, how old were you? You said 21 when you first got into... If I don't know. Yeah. I need to let myself get out of not wanting to call it porn. Because I feel porn. like it's saying such a dirty word. But... I mean, it's a dirty business. <laughs> Nobody's on porn sitting there talking about how to knit this sweater and... Uh, you know, full-on church suit. I mean, we nitty-gritties. That's what SSX is for. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, I named this episode Healing Through Porn. So, but, but it was more so to get people to click on it because I knew if I was to try something else, <laughs> porn immediately would grab them. The same way I did an episode called Healing Through Masturbation. Exactly. The numbers for that episode were insane. So, yes. Okay. So, you were 21 when you first got into porn. Yes, and in college. Okay. So, I always, my friends who know that you and I are friends who ask, I always tell them that it was to pay for college. Was that not true? Mm-mm. Oh, I had the story wrong. My bad. Yeah, fine. <laughs> A lot of people thought I went to school, to uh, went, did porn to pay for school. I'm like, no. I, my, I had uh, scholarships, financial aid. I had grants. Okay. All my shit was paid. The only thing I pay, we paid for out of pocket was the dorm because the dorm was new. And it wasn't included in my tuition, but we paid for like half of that. Okay. Other than that, my books, my classes, my um, lunch, all that was paid. Okay. I just had to show up. And what did you go to school for? Recre- it first was nursing, and that kicked my ass. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm just about to be a nurse, you know, make this doctor money. Oh, I'm in the basics, and 
I passed, but when I hit that chemistry, I'm like, I am not a D and F student. Like, my mama did not raise me like this. I am a C. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a C. I, I'm on a good day. I mean, I had A's and B's. Don't get it wrong. Right. I was honors, highest honors in school and college. But chemistry was, I had to think, like, what can I do? So I wanted to go for uh, physical therapy, mm -hmm. but I didn't have enough credits towards it, even though it was in the same field with different classes. So I talked to my best friend. He was like, do recreation therapy. It's pretty much the same, just not much. It's, it's more mental and emotional than just physical, which physical in, is included. So I love it. I had to get out of Mississippi because there's no job really in Mississippi for recreation therapy unless you want to work at a senior citizen's home or mental hospital, which I done done my fresh year of both with my pre-internships and now I'm not doing it again. Mm -hmm. So, which I did have fun at the mental hospital. Those people were, they taught me how to play pool. So wait, wait, did you say what you <laughs> what you ended up graduating for though? What your yes, actual... rec my bachelor's in recreation therapy, therapeutic recreation. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can say recreation therapy or therapeutic recreation. <laughs> you you go in with your story so much, I be having to keep up. <laughs> wait, wait, did he say what it was? <laughs> yes, I did my internship at a psych hospital. Okay, and it was cool. Like I had fun, and I had two other classmates with me who made it enjoyable too. So I wasn't by myself. Yeah. So yeah, the crazy people taught me how to play pool. Uh, -uh we don't say crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it's a mental health podcast, no, sir. Crazy. <laughs> well, the patients there taught uh -huh. me how to play pool. They might not know how to wipe up after themselves, and they did smell like pissing ass, but they could play a mean round of pool. Lord. Okay. I'm just saying, I did it for five day, for four months, five days a week. <laughs> the, I thought you said five days. I'm like, that wasn't long no, at all. Five okay. days a week for four weeks. Four months? Oh, shit. Yeah, it, four months. <laughs> Jesus. Now I got to keep Jane, you on your I own know, history. <laughs> okay. So let's get into how you started in porn. So legs what was open. it that you... Did you say with your legs open? <laughs> yes. I can't. <laughs> so what led you in that direction? I've just always been fascinated watching the old school porn stars from um, Fat Daddy, King Dingo... Bobby Blades, um, Kid, which I met Kid in person for the first time when I was in New York. Couple he is so sweet and he still looks so youthful. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing how, you know, how he's damn near 40, but he's still like he's 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So he's very sweet. That's my baby. He said still looks youthful. He you does. had me under the but you had me under the impression he was like 55. No, Kid. You is, said almost 40. Kid is almost 40, but is he, he is he black? Yes. Then of course he would still look young. <laughs> Look, black <laughs> black doesn't crack, but it sure do droop. <laughs> I've seen some black people who went when you went, damn. <laughs> Life hit you hard. Wow. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But yes, I'm just fascinated by the old school porn stars. So, you know, I was watching Jack off to it mm -hmm. and I made a Twitter when I was 19. I got to know um Red from New York. Um, I spoke with Cutler, I spoke with Chandler, and it was just in other other porn stars. They would just give me advice on the industry and tell me when you know you want to do it and you're ready, you know, just let us know. And they gave me advice. So I reached out in 2015. Well, before I was putting jack off videos and 
you know, just nasty videos and pictures on Twitter, and then mm -hmm. this one Tumblr was still happening. So I would get a huge following. So I started, like, I got 5,000 followers. Then I went to 10,000. Like, okay. Yeah, I got 15. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over 20,000 followers with just jacking off in my dorm room and spreading my asshole for the world. And then, which was good because Tumblr, people would take it from Twitter and put it on Tumblr. And then people would go from Tumblr to Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I had some, you know, I had Jack, so gay dudes on camera, like, oh, I seen one of your videos. So I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> So people would know who I was pre-porn. Pre right. And then so that's when I reached out to my first company, Raw Strokes, and I would ask Red about them. So they followed me. I followed them, followed me back. And then like five minutes, I text DMS, I want to work with y'all. So five minutes later, like, yes, we have to get you out to LA. I was like, oh God. <laughs> so they're legit coming. So I made sure I did my research. I never hopped in anything mm -hmm. without knowing about the industry. Cause I know I'm not stupid. Right. I'm young, but my mom has raised us in a mature way to not be dumbfounded in mm -hmm. life. <laughs> to a certain extent. I was about to say what made you laugh like that. Yeah, you know I'm stupid. <laughs> so, you know, I told, I got my first ever porn. I've never been on an airplane prior to. to oh, oh, really? So they, so they flied you out? They you, flew me wow. Out, and they had my hotel. They gave me my itinerary. So I'm like, okay. So they was like, what's the nearest airport? So I had to say, okay, well, the most regional one is Jackson, which is more affordable. So I'm okay. So I, told, I never told my parents. I told my best friends at school. I'm Because they, they knew about it. I said, I want to do this. So right. I left school. I drove to Jackson, which was an hour and a half away from Hattiesburg. So your parents were under the impression you were still at school during uh -huh. this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do I do at the airport? And it's like, okay. So I see it on TV. It's so different when you've never done something. So you see it on TV. So I went to the airport. I had me a travel bag. So I knew that much. had trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the lady, I gave the lady my... I went to TSA, took my shoes off and all that, and I went get a lady my little ticket. She looked at the ID, she looked at me, and I'm like, oh God, what is going on? <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the plane. So I'm just sitting there like, okay, I'm really like gonna go to LA. <laughs> like for real, for real. So did you have more nervousness about flying on the plane or more nervousness about your first porn scene? More nervous about the first porn scene. I wasn't scared. I was looking out the window. I'm like, oh my god, I'm really on an airplane. Right. So they was like, you have a layover? What the fuck is a layover? <laughs> like when you stop at it's pretty much like a break. So wait, when you when they got you the ticket, you didn't see it was a layover. I mean, on I, there. I had to ask, like, okay, so I'm stopping in Dallas. Why? Right. So it was Oh, like, that was cool. You ended up stopping. In your future home, I know that's what's like, good. It's just when you have to, when you have a long flight and you take a break, right? So you have to, you know, that means you get something to eat. So I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I'm at the right gate. So I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, what the gate changing? I don't know. I'm on the wrong flight going to Timbuktu. <laughs> so you know, I got something to eat at the airport. That shit is high. Oh yeah, very high. So yes. I got some McDonald's. So I'm just waiting for my plane. So I got back on the plane and I got the LA. And then, so I text the guy like, hey, I just landed. So I went out my gate. So he's like, okay, come to the front. So I'm just following the signs and just following people. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, coming since, you're going to look for, say, ground transportation or yeah. ground or exit. <laughs> 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 so he get there, and then he hugged me. I hugged him. So I just let my friends know, hey, I made it. You know, here's my contact. I'm with this person. I'm here. I'm going to this hotel. So they may have all my information. My friends, my friends are like my brothers. They're like, let us know See, everything. See, I'm big on that. I'm big on that. Let us yeah. know everything to ride. Because you know how you are. Because I get <laughs> lost. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just sitting there. Like, I'm looking at the hills. I'm like, oh, my God. This was like Grand Theft Auto. Like the mountains. <laughs> it, I've never been to L.A., let alone an airplane. 
I've only traveled with family, and that's going to like <laughs> Louisiana or to Georgia with a, with me and about fifteen other family members. <laughs> like Grand Theft Auto. It's not like Grand Theft Auto. The hill, the mountains, and the houses. Everything's so pretty. Okay, look, stay on. <laughs> Go ahead. So we get to the hotel. So I, and it was a nice one. No Motel 6. <laughs> it was a hotel. Nice, beautiful lobby. I remember it had like a crystal floor. It had like a big chandelier, holographic um, panels on the wall. It was just real pretty. Mm-hmm. So the guy was like, I live here. So, you know, I'm not too far from the hotel. Get settled in. If you need anything, let me know. Um, where did I get something to eat from? I think we stopped to get food. Child, don't nobody need to know. <laughs> get to the major part of the story. Oh, yeah, story. so I woke up the next morning, so I did the preparation, so I'm okay. thinking to myself, I'm just the whole experience, like, oh, my parents going to kill me. They don't even know I'm on a plane. <laughs> right. Like, oh, right, I'm in Dallas. They really going to kill me. I'm in L.A. I'm dead. <laughs> so I do my first shoot. The guy came. Oh, my God. The guy came, so I'm preparing myself. I'm mm-hmm. done waiting. So they came at 1030, my co-star, big dick dude named Delve, D-E-E-B. He does, he does not do porn anymore, but if you guys look him up, just type in Delve. It's a gay porn star. Light skin, look kind of Latino with a eagle tattoo on his chest. Huge as dick. So so the first time you did it was with somebody who was, wow, big. Did you know how well endowed he was going to yes, be? He, the guy sent me pictures. So he sent me like six dude. He said, okay, we're going to select this. And he was last minute because the guy dropped out. So it was him. And then knockout was the next day. Okay. So I, and he put, he was like, you ready? So while you were in LA, you ended up doing scenes with more than one person. Yeah, I did two scenes. I did one scene Saturday. Okay. No, I did. Yeah. Saturday. I did another scene Sunday and came back home Monday. So with Dev, had you ever been, been penetrated by somebody of his size before? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> I'm all like, were you ready? And you're like, well, yes. I was a yes, whole. I, I was fucking at 14. I, lost, like, I know this sad, but I lost my virginity at 14. Okay. Well, yeah. most most of us were only like two two years older than you. When, <laughs> no, they were new years older. But there's another story for another day, which Ooh. I'm not ashamed of. I enjoyed it. I you what shouldn't I, have been. I knew what I wanted. It was <laughs> As long as it was consensual. It was consensual. It was grown man dick. <laughs> um, we're going to move on. So, yes. So, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, no, get off that topic. That's another day. <laughs> so, David Knockout. Yeah, okay. So, Dale, he pulled out his dick, and I'm like, oh, God. And it was uncut. So, I'm like, oh, my God. The scene was okay. Dev didn't don't eat ass, so it was like I'm kind of already nervous. And then you, you didn't you don't eat ass. So I'm like, oh god. I, I didn't know that was a thing. There are porn stars who who won't eat ass. Mm, not now. Okay. You that check, <laughs> you gonna eat licking stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so he doesn't eat. He had a boyfriend too, so that probably could be the reason why. But I'm like, that's weird. You fucking. But anyway. Right. <laughs> you're you're in porn, but you have rules of what you. Right, okay. What you sure. Can I do? Right. So you know the scene was cool. Also, <clears throat> you know, and I was. Like, oh my God, I did my first ever porn scene. Like, wow, I'm really dead. <laughs> Which my parents did find out. We can get out the moment. Oh, yeah, okay. Because so, you know I was going to ask you that later yeah, on. So the next day I filmed with Knockout. And that was great. We had good chemistry. We talked beforehand. We got to know each other. He asked me what I did. And then I like saying with him. The scene was hot. Right. People still talk about that scene. That scene is almost six years old, which is amazing. Like. But we had a great job. Then after the scene, we went to it was in WeHo, uh, yeah, West Hollywood. Yeah, it's WeHo. It's, it's WeHo. Yeah, yeah. And we went and got some food at this hot dog place, chili like hamburger place. I got chili cheese dog. I was starving. <laughs> so Knockout showed me around WeHo, and then we went to the Andrew Christian store. We got underwear. You know, we kind of had like a good, you know. So you were actually cool with each we other. We were cool with each other. Okay. We still cool to this day. So yeah. 
Well, that's good. Because, you know, a, a lot of people who watch always wonder, do you guys actually have friendships or relationships yeah. outside of it? Or if it's just like, we did a scene, peace, I'm gone. Yeah, we had a good friendship, uh, like good, um, I'm going to say companionship. But, yeah. You no. Know, and we filmed again in 2000, we filmed again in 2015 as well. Oh. I was, no, it was 15, it was 15. We did a foursome with me, him, Champ, and this white guy named Lucas, where I, my first topping debut on scene. So people were like, oh, you top too? I'm like, I'm like ass. I can, <laughs> I can give a little dick. That was, it was like, before the shit, we went to a club. It was, we went to a gay club. We hung out, had fun. So, I mean, as a porn star, you don't just come in fucking. Do, I mean, right. you can do what you want as long as you're not. There is rules to the game, which a lot of people with my friends in the social group, I get them a breakdown on the behind the scenes, which... Okay, so break it down for the Misfit universe. What are some things you can share? So, we don't just have sex. So, there's a process, that, especially when you're with a legit mainstream company who is about their image and money. Mm-hmm. They will send you a email, four-page email telling you things to let you know you're going to do this, you're going to ride this, don't be late. Um, some companies would tell you to book your own flight because there's been models who cancel at the last minute and they can't get a flight. Oh, wow. So, but they'll refund you your flight after you're done. So you'll get your normal pay and the flight refund. Okay. They're just pretty much like job security. Right. We're going to make sure you get here. And if you don't, it's coming out your pocket. Right. It's been, it's become a reoccurring thing. But they're having their, um, model agreement. Please arrive to sit, prepare, real groom, and ready to work. Um, do not ejaculate for 24 to 48 hours because that is the money shot and in red in parentheses we do have the right not to pay you if you do not present the money shot wow so if you don't net you will be deducted pay or you would not get paid at all 9 out of 10 you're going to get paid right just it won't be as much. Just say, for instance, you get that to you, you we're gonna pay you eighteen hundred. You don't know, you may be going with nine hundred, maybe right. eight fifty, and they, and you signed the contract. Right. You have to be well groomed, no alcohol, no drugs, pretty much, not too many cigarettes. Either. They want you to be well prepared. They want you to have bloodshot eyes, no partying. Right. Come to set on time, even though it may not start on time. Your call time may be two, but they still fucking. You may not feel until three thirty. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens. So, but but like you said, this is all according to the company. Yes. Not all companies operate that way. Majority of them do because they want you to be prepared. They don't want you to come in with a flaccid dick and on that. So like, some of the more quote unquote hood, they still operate that way as well. <laughs> I've never worked with like a hood company. Okay. So I can't speak on what they do. I, I don't know a lot of them off the top of my head. Um what is it called? Black Rain? Are they not considered hood? Black Rain is not hood. They okay. getting they have gotten a lot of they have grown and okay. got a lot of mainstream guys who are not a black uh Black predominancy. Okay. I know that's not a word. <laughs> no. <laughs> Predominantly black. Yes. <laughs> Little from, when you're from the south, you just make up shit. <laughs> but yeah, they have reached out and got you know uh, the Latin guys. They haven't got a white guy yet, but they have tried to kind of spruce it up and not be so urban. Um, but I know with uh, black companies, they don't mind you smoking and doing weed and. Maybe a little liquor to take the edge off. So that's different. Okay. Now with the whites, 
the most I've seen somebody take a cigarette break, but they have to gargle because they don't want the smell on the person because everybody don't like smoke. Right. So, you you know, we take like a 15 minute break because a lot of people don't know. We be on set for like three, four hours mm -hmm. because a 20, 30 minute video, they have to composite all that. So they tell you, oh, okay, we want you to do 10 minutes ahead. So you second it for 10 minutes. Yeah, you got locked, y'all. You need a bottle of water. Your mouth dry as cotton. <laughs> Okay, so we need you to do oral for like 10 minutes. Okay, do doggy for 15. Can you do missionary for about 15? Like, okay, that's good. Okay. okay. So it's been 15 minutes. Can you do about five more minutes? God, oh God. <laughs> okay, we want you to do this. And then, okay, we're going to do the next shot. So, yeah, it takes about two to four hours to do a 20, 30 minute video because right. they have to have so much content to break it down that they can cut and paste. Right. So it, it really is a business. It's you, a business. Y'all aren't like just going in one session. There's breaks in between. Yes, so there's breaks in between. Okay. Between, and sometimes you may take pictures beforehand or in the middle or afterwards. More now, that's what I always wanted to ask. When you see the still shots, is that like in the midst of it? Are y'all pausing to do? like? It's either at the beginning or in the midst. Okay. And then, of course, you'll take a break, get some water, you know. As a bottom, you can't do nothing but eat water and ice chill. <laughs> Maybe a cracker, you know, just get some taste in your mouth. Which I, I remember when I was on set in LA and they had like these chocolate donuts, ham sandwiches. I don't eat turkey. I mean, I eat turkey, but I don't like turkey sandwiches. I like ham. And I was like, oh, I have to, to have a turkey sandwich right now. <laughs> Like and some chip. I was eating like chips and crackers. I'm like, uh, and drinking water. I'm like this. Stuff. You can't just, have any of it until you're done. I just want a chocolate done. donut, which I had. After we were done, I had four chocolate donuts. I bet. I bet. <laughs> but yeah, you have to come to set and like, and when they say come to set prepared, do not come to set trying to prepare your body as a right. bottom because no baby this is their time you don't have time to do this if right. your call time was at 12 you better wake your ass up at 9 30 do 10 hood on that bathroom floor <laughs> get your get your from in and your dish that gives you from 9 30 to the call time is 12 you got two and a half hours to do what you need to do so, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. You and I have had conversations. You share different stories about different people you've done scenes with. But I don't know if I've ever asked you, and I don't want you to say any names, but have you had experiences with people who were disrespectful? And when I say disrespectful, I mean in the sense that they had kind of like prima donna type attitudes. Like they thought they were the shit and all that kind of stuff. Like came onto set just believing they were better than others or maybe didn't have proper chemistry with you and made you feel like you were the problem. No, everybody I had, I had this scene where we were cool. I never had no issues with nobody. Everybody was okay. cool, down to earth, fun. Um, now, I've been called a diva on set, which I'm not a diva. I just don't take no shit. <laughs> and that was... Were you called it by the, the company or by the person doing the scene The company. You? It was a black company. <laughs> Did you, I feel like you may have told me that I story. To you. I'm not gonna say no name, right? right. But you know, <laughs> they, they, I was called a diva, but it's like I don't take shit. It's I, I I've been working with the white companies, which they're so sweet. You know, they treat you good too, right? And I'm just not the one that's gonna settle for just anything. If I feel like something is not appropriate or whatever i'm not gonna be that i'm someone said oh tigger was being a bitch about the shoe or right. tigger was being a diva when he came through the door didn't speak to nobody no mm -hmm. tigger's not a diva because of that i'm from the south 
and if you don't speak to me i'm not gonna speak to you that says come and curse when you walk to the house to speak to people i said hey everybody mm -hmm. and the two other people that's sitting on the couch back there look at me and then they go back to being on their phones i said oh, okay well i'm just gonna sit over here right and on this couch just like this and <laughs> wait for my time like because at the end of the day i don't like to throw my status out there because that would come off as cocky and arrogant but at the end of the day Babe, I done made my name prior to porn. And right. I done worked with whites and blacks and mixed and interracial companies. I done signed autographs and did interviews, too. You just not coming here for your little stipend. <laughs> not your little stipend. Though. I have made my name. And I got y'all watching on the porch looking at me. Not on the porch. Okay. But so, they were watching us shoot, you know. Which, I mean, it happens when you on set, you watch, you try to look at others. You mean, you can't. Okay. So, I mean. Right. But I'm Tigger so. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. So, before I ask you yours, because I want to know who some of your favorite partners have been. Um, for me, you know that my favorite I is you and Cutler. I remember this show Nasty bounce. Listen. <laughs> I can watch that thing 1,000 times over. I love him. So to see him in the scene with you was just... And I know a lot of people don't really feel him. Um, but, but Yes, he's very attractive. I don't, people say he's not that good looking. But yes, he's a very handsome guy. And he he's verbal. I can't take these quiet-ass oh, people I having sex. I hate quiet like, sex. I like verbal, oh, nasty, right. nasty, taboo, kinky talk. <laughs> Yes, this exactly. Beltful talk. Just make it. Ugh. And then the other re the other person that I enjoyed you with was um what's his name Buck. That was a great shoot because that was I don't that, that for me that was on another level because I like when location changes and yes. y'all asses were and people everywhere. Say, we were out like literally in public. Like no, the Airbnb. Was yeah, you told me that. Right, the Airbnb had a big driveway. It was a circle driveway, so we was out there. And, like you can clearly see the Airbnb. Like when the camera turns, so right in the woods, everything was blocked out by nature. So we was not in public. But just, see, here's the good thing. The thing, the me being your friend, you broke that down to me. So I was able to have the dream <laughs> destroyed for me. <laughs> but but it's good that other people have that fantasy that they believe that y'all are in public. Which I loved it. I just think the Airbnb rocked for the fact that y'all were able to do all of that. That was dedication. I cut my knee on that boulder. <laughs> I, like, I legit cut my knee. I had to pull my sock up. I'm like, listen. I'm a germaphobe. I don't like yes. dirt, bugs. Yes. I'm, like I said, I may be from, this, mm -mm, I hate germs, like dirty, Ooh, sweat. And y'all were out there. We, and so it was I can only semi it was in February, so it was semi-cold. Yeah. It was the time change, so we had to hurry up because we were losing our light. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm out here in the jock strap with some knee-high sauce on a cut-up knee. I said, Listen. if I get any bacteria in my fucking knee, right. y'all pay for my <laughs> hospital bill. Like, as soon as we got done with that, I ran to the shower. I put some hot water, some peroxide. I was like, mm -mm. Listen, there was a point where he was doing you on the gravel. Like just on the oh, yeah, street, on the tile. I was like, "Oh my, my God, how's his knee?" My knees were going through it. <laughs> yes. Because if you see, I was on my slides. I was. <laughs> I needed some cushion. I'm like, "Baby, it's not gonna work." Like you got me on ground and you dicking me down. I'm doggy style. Like this little tile is not gonna work. Come I was on. like, I feel for you. I need some knee pads. <laughs> Luckily, I was already That's dedication. I was already open, so it made I didn't have to struggle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But okay, so those are two of my favorite scenes. Um, what are some of your who, who have been some of your favorite partners in scenes? 
Bug was great. Knockout was great. Um, me and Mr. Callie. Me and who was the dude? I'm sorry. Who was the dude? Because there's another scene that I love, but it's more so because of his money shot at the end. Who was that dude that made those like, like animal oh, runs at the Mr. end? Oh, that was Mr. Marky. Okay. That Jesus. Was, I had broke character because it was so funny because I knew I knew Marky prior and he would say, "Oh my God, it's you." And every time somebody said that, I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" Like, I'm a fan of yours. Nick, I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> Like, so we had great chemistry, and it, he sounded like he let out the most guttural orgasm. I don't of know what that was, and it was main season at the zoo. And I, I'm laughing because I'm like, wow, <laughs> like it was so funny. Like that couch, I'm pretty sure they had to throw that chair away because that chair was stained with nut. It was like a splatter with coming. It was a green couch too. I was like, oh lord, I'm glad it wasn't white. <laughs> My bad, I interrupted you. Okay, I know everybody. <laughs> Oh, I did have, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just, it was more so of an off-putting experience. I had filmed with a company. Mm-hmm. It was a group scene and they wanted me to be a top. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind playing the top role, but I'm more comfortable as a bottom. Right. And I'm I'm the only black guy and I'm uh. the skinniest. So I'm already super awkward. So no, I'm not going to be able to give no dick. My, I'm like, can I be a bottom? Which they, the company they only wanted two. They didn't want three bottoms. I'm like, oh god, now I gotta. I didn't even. I I probably was on that sh- that camera for like five minutes because <laughs> I couldn't get. I couldn't get hard. I was in right. my head. I'm the skinniest one and yeah. and black. Right. <laughs> so was it more so because you're the black guy? They wanted you to be the top. Yes. I understand. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> But the next, the same day, I did a double penetration scene, which was great because I've never been double penetrated. I'm about to say, was that your first time? Yes, I feel like I've seen that one. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but once it got in, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this with two big dick people ever again. <laughs> so, what was the kind of preparation that was there conversations had? Did they tell you that was, did you have to use poppers? I used poppers. I was to say, did you have to use poppers? And my whole clothes back up after. It gets them like I have a snapback. So I was about like, to say, anyone who sees you on social media knows that like, it snaps if back. If we're not fucking constantly and we take a break, I'm like, okay, I gotta take a five minute break. But somebody's gonna have to play with my asshole because if it's not touched or felt or licked, it's gonna close back up and it's gonna be hard to get the dick back in. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so me and Callie, we in New York. I'm bent over. We're in Manhattan. We're on like the 15th, 16th, 20th floor, and then we're in this big ass window, and I'm bent over. He just playing. <laughs> but I'm like, keep doing it because if you're about to say, are y'all like making conversation? We're making conversation. I'm on the phone talking to my dude, like my bar friend. Like, we're having a conversation, and he was like, what you? I'm like, having this dude play my asshole because you know if it closes up, it's through. He's like, okay, cool. How you enjoying New York? Oh, it's good. I'm like, All right, you I ready? love it. I love right, it. So I'm gonna get my asshole play with. I'm talking to my bar friend. Which he's my number one fan. So. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that it's it always is surprising to me when people say that they can date someone who is a porn star and then yet ends up having an attitude no, during the course of it. Care. Yeah, he he he's funny. He told me the story because I was like, "How did you find me?" Mm-hmm. So he was going through this situation at the time. So one of his gay friends was like, "Um, he." knew me a porn he was like oh just watch this video so dude i'm not watching that so he clicked on it mm-hmm. and it was me and he just fell in love instantly so he followed me on social media on instagram and he's like i didn't believe it was you i'm like i didn't believe it was you this high yellow puerto rican in the military following me like <laughs> you're right <laughs> so we was both like think we was catfishing each other so like we're gonna facetime so we facetime and 
bam. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's him. Oh my god. <laughs> Not it's him. And I know it sounds corny. People like love at first sight. That was really love at first sight. We talked on the phone all day long mm-hmm. about nothing. We were just smiling at each other. And then he came and see me. I'm like, my baby coming. So he would come see me every weekend when he was in the military. And that was my baby. <laughs> Don't say was. He well, is. He is. <laughs> I was about to say speaking I, past that, tense. No, that, that is my baby. <laughs> that's that's what's up. That's what's up. I, I, I'm like, did you did you tell me about him when y'all first started talking? I can't remember. Or was it like later on that you mentioned him? No, because we broke up in 2000. 17 because a lot of military stuff happened okay. and it so was just stressing the relationship out and then that's when we t- I took a break from dating and then mm-hmm. that's when I met you in February yes yes okay so a question that I've always wanted to ask folk I know this is something that used to be done a long time ago in porn but do we do uh is our buffer still a thing no okay <laughs> I didn't think what a buffer was no buffers are not <laughs> No. So there's not fluffer is what I meant. Oh, fluffer, fluffer not buffer. No, fluffer. fluffers. From what I've seen, no. You get on set and you do your thing. You turn it on. Because <laughs> I was my, about to say, if it doesn't get back on, up, then my turn on is kissing and uh, sword fighting. Like we kissing, we rubbing our dicks together. That's gonna instantly get me horny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wanted to ask that for a while. Like a fluffers, I made us a this buffer. This is like the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if it's down, it's just down. You're probably going to get some money taken out of your check yeah, if you can't get hard it's again. It's going to come up. They're going to help. You might take a Viagra or so. Oh, wow. Oh, they're going to get what they want out of you. Okay. <laughs> they're not going to provide it. You bring your own stuff. They're not responsible. So if you bring your own preparation, your dick pump, that's you. So you've been in, I've seen you in like the group scenes and stuff before. Like there was something that... Um, you finally got to do something with old dude. I know you wanted to do it for a while. Max. Yeah. The cabin so shoot. you and Max finally that, got to do that, that together. Shoot. So you did like the cabin. Yes, the to, cabin okay. was great. Besides says everybody got along. Good. So it was like a lot of rookies at the time, but everybody, you know, got along, did a cabin shoot. Everybody had fun with no issues. Um For the most part, it was great. Okay. And for me, it was really cool because I knew how long you and Max had wanted to do something with each other. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and all the flirting that y'all would do. So, <laughs> when it finally happened, you've done two with him now, right? Because, what, well, late last year, you yeah, went up to do something with him again? Yeah, something in September. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So we did the cabin shoot, we did the group scene, we did our individual shot, which was funny because we was in the mountains in Ela J and somebody was running up the mountain, so we had to pile. <laughs> so fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a female, but we was on private property. What she gonna do, girl? You in our way? <laughs> okay. It was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> okay. So to close out, are there any people that you would still like to do anything with as far as porn? And is there any particular scene or experience that you still haven't done yet? It's so much I want to do. Um. It's just so many people. Because I don't... I'm open to everybody. White, black, Latino, Asian, European, which I film with European whites and all that. So, I just want to do more taboo stuff like um, more role play Mm -hmm. on camera. Like, things that people are like, oh my God, it's so perverted. But I mean... Mm -hmm. I mean, it just... Some people kinky fantasies. Right. 
you know, like the white company, the Mormon boys or the, like the Boy Scout, like or the family dick, you know, just mm-hmm. play on incest, which I mean, some people are turned off, are secretly turned on, don't want to tell nobody. Right. It's your problem, <laughs> I like taboo stuff or, right. you know, film with, um, which I love, you know, trans men. Mm-hmm. I want to do a lot of. I've seen you post them on your yes, Twitter. Uh, yeah. I'm very appreciative of um, trans men, respectable. You know, I do have a few that I conversate with and I just would converse. (laughs) (laughs) Conversate. (laughs) He knew who he was sitting next to. That's why. I seen your sign. (laughs) But this is my time. I conversate with. And I just, you know, be respectful because I understand they get a lot of people who only see them as a fetish. Right. And there are people too. They're absolutely human beings. Like, it's okay to be turned on by someone. Don't treat them like a, a something that you want to hump, yeah. nut on, throw them, and then just do away Discard with. Discard them, yeah. Yeah, like just treat them with, you know, someone with respect. So I just, you know, educate myself and just talk proper. Right. Because some don't, you know, say pussy. They say extra hole or they say cunt or, you know, they say boy hole or boy pussy. You know, it's just respect. It never hurts to add a question like I always said no question is a dumb question when you don't know something mm-hmm. so don't just approach them like oh I want to fuck your pussy like, some people don't approach that that way so I may do but you have to be respectable right so yeah okay and uh, are there any people that you haven't done any scenes with that yeah. you, would you, you so would like to so many <laughs> <laughs> just so many like I said black white European Iranian a, Come on, Iranian. Yes. There's so many people. I like. I want to travel abroad and go to Europe because porn in Europe is huge. Okay. So I plan on doing that. Okay. So so that's on your uh, what do they call it? Vision board. That's on your vision board. On, on your bucket list. Yes. Okay. Got you. All right. Um, I'm about to say fans. All right, Misfit Universe or fans of Tigaret. Speaking <laughs> of fans, we didn't even talk about that. What? The difference between OnlyFans and Studio. You said you wanted to talk about I that, did, so go ahead. A lot of people get it misconstrued, which I don't. Not nobody hustle, and I don't want people thinking, "Oh, Tigaret is a hater," which I'm not a hater. However, you make your money; it's mm-hmm. your business. But it's a thing when it becomes very cocky and arrogant when you have these people on this fans platform it's like oh i'm in the top three percent or in the top one percent okay you and like 500 other people or you have like sixty-five thousand followers and you're not following nobody you feel like you beyonce or right you know you just have an attitude about it and you just always want somebody to retweet just to reach and i hate that mm-hmm. i get random people just hit me up uh retweet for retweet how about no <laughs> I'm like, if you want to retweet, just ask respectfully. Like, hey, do you mind if you do? Yeah, I don't mind. Like, right. But I do it on my terms. I don't expect I'm gonna do it when you want me to do it. Right. This one dude asked me for seven for seven. I'm like, I do two. Seven for seven retweet? Yes. Like this is a uh, <laughs> like we have to grow stuff for a pick five. <laughs> like you get five meats for five. No. No, like, he wanted seven. I said I do two. Right. And he did my two, so so it's it's more so you just want people who do the fans things to have a proper respect for those of you who do. I want us as a gay culture to start giving a lot of these only fans people all this credibility. Okay. Because I call it community pussy for a lot of people. <laughs> it is. It's some people are community pussy and community like I guess and uh, people are like oh I'm a I'm a celebrity on this platform. I'm a superstar. No, you're not. Like nobody knew you prior to fans. Mm-hmm. Like. You just got your quote-unquote fan base who likes your stuff, who wants to pay 
in 99 to watch you fuck, but you sitting here fighting all outside the clubs and being just hood. We, yeah, we got to start giving these. And one guy, a uh, associate of mine from Gainer, he was like, well, what's the difference between what you do and what fans do? He said, it's all making content. Yes, but no. Content is different. It's on a different level. My content, when you work with studio, which I have a fans page too, is slowly building up. Mm-hmm. Content porn is studio, where it's mainstream, where you can find this everywhere. It's available. Mm-hmm. You put in work. Right. You you getting flown out to cities and going to get your hotel book and things like that, and that opens up doors for other companies to put you like to do interviews and things to that nature like if you're just doing just fans like you're just keeping yourself broad like it was like i'm not threatened by nobody this is a business porn comes and go there's always gonna be the next tigger red coming skinny slim with a baby face so i don't put i'm like if i leave porn today i will still leave my legacy right I done been somewhere <clears throat> everywhere. I done did interviews and got paid for them. Mm-hmm. I ain't did nothing for free. <laughs> I done did paid interviews from Australia, New Zealand. I did an interview for Germany, mm-hmm. uh, Ch- uh, the Czech Republic, where I was a centerfold for German Boner magazine. I'm like, I can't read what it say, but I know it says. Let me try. I'm just making sure I'm a centerfold. I'm right there. <laughs> I can't read what it says. I ain't got no centerfold though. I ain't got no quarter inch picture. I'm a centerfold, <laughs> and I got paid for it. Did one for the Czech Republic. I did one for Canada. Did of course a few for the United States. I did one for South America. Okay. I did multiple interviews, which I've got um, PayPal for, and it has it's two pictures and maybe a paragraph. Right. So I'm like, step your game up. I did paid bookings where my picture. Is on the wall signed with my autograph, right? <laughs> in Augusta, Georgia, and Cleveland, in Ohio, and Detroit. So that's why I say I don't take this. I don't take those guys who say they're celebrities just for just for fans, just because you make a couple of hundred a month. Because I hate the ones that say, "Oh, I got money. I'm making five thousand in one month." So if you're making five thousand in one month, why are you still renting? Right. You should get you. If I'm making over five thousand off OnlyFans, I'm gonna get a house and pay a mortgage. <laughs> like I'm gonna invest my money into Delta, Amazon, something that's gonna build my. Y'all got all this money. You buying cars, clothes, dyeing your hair all copper crazy colors, doing all this stuff. But what are you pro- buy a house, mm-hmm. invest, get a job? I have a job. Get an education. Go school. <clears throat> <laughs> I, they get on my nerves. You just don't understand what the sh- the shit I see. Yes, you've you've told me. Yeah, like get you an education. Don't let porn and some people this their only survivalhood. But y'all got so much money, but y'all living in apartments. So why you can't buy a house? Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to finally provide you an opportunity to get that off your chest because you've talked to me about that more than once. Because I got a house coming. (laughs) 
I just don't like people in my personal life. Yes, which is which is, and we gotta we gotta finish this because Lord knows I think it's about to go on fifty minutes. Oh. But but that's another reason why I wanted you on here was for people to know that porn stars, adult entertainers, have lives outside of what it is they yes. do. And you are an extremely private person, you know. Um, and you're also not somebody who just because you do it really is a business for you. It's business. because when you're off camera, you're not sleeping around all over the place. No, I'm not. and that's what a lot of people think about adult entertainers, and Which, that is not. They just go back to I don't know. I'm gonna keep it short. Mm -hmm. With XL, nobody knew XL was in school. He kept his life very private. XL graduated. He left the porn industry. Mm -hmm. His legends. His uh, he still lives on as a legend. But he went to school, and I met other porn stars who were like. Uh, white that has careers mm -hmm. working in C, uh, Fortune 500 building, doing architect in the medical field. So, I mean, right. you can have a normal life outside of porn. You ain't got to be sitting there bending over, spreading it wild, and dicking down to make money. They just chew what you want to do because you're lazy and you don't want to get a regular nine to five job. Anyway, <laughs> so listen, last question I'll ask you is what I always you're ask what you're doing. whenever I interview anyone here on the healing space which is when it comes to your healing work when it comes to your mental health what do you do to keep you balanced and centered as far as your mental health eat <laughs> clearly for anyone who listened to this today <laughs> they could hear how often you brought up food <laughs> or just eat dance you know be to myself with my friends you know just have my me time yeah but clearly anyone knows that food is a, is a healing space food for you. Food is the, <laughs> the, the key to all problems in a moderate amount. Now, just, just don't go out here eating. Good. I appreciate that you keep saying that. I'm saying that, excuse me, everything in moderation. Yes. All right, Misfits, you've had an opportunity to get to know a little bit more about Ticker Red. We will be back with the couch. All right, Misfits, we are back. Get comfortable, sit down, lay down on the couch. Let's get started. Okay, so we have two questions yet again this week, one from Jessica and one from Nicholas. Shout out to Jessica as she is the first person so far to use an alias. My only reason for saying shout out is because I've informed people that they can use aliases, but then they reach back out to me via email and they're like, I didn't expect for you to use my first name. I, I make sure I tell everyone to use an alias if they want to. So, <laughs> I pretty much go by your name that you send it, uh, send it as if you don't tell me otherwise. So shout out to Jessica for actually realizing that she could use an alias. And she has the first question. So Tigger is still here with me, and we're going to both answer her question together. Her question is, I consider myself to be a pretty progressive woman, but my man has me feeling a little funny lately. He gets his feet and his hands done, and I've learned to be okay with that, but he also has a gay best friend. Should I be concerned that he's keeping something from me? So I'll let you go first, Tigger. Not at all. It's just self-grooming because maybe he's just okay with taking care of himself. A lot of men, I know my dad does, um, he'll get his pedicure, manicure. He, he, my mom has even clipped his toenails. So, hey, some men just like self-grooming. Right. As far as gay best friend, I don't think he's hiding nothing from you. He just probably has a friend that he grew up with or known prior to you who chooses an alternative lifestyle. I, um... 
as Tigger was saying, like, I, I don't know if this is somebody that he grew up with, so I can just assume that maybe they had a relationship that existed before you came around, meaning platonic. Uh, but I, I personally believe when it comes to the grooming and the best friend, this is just a brother who was comfortable in his skin. Right. And I have several cishet men in my life that I'm very close with. Their wives or girlfriends know this. They love me as well. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I have more cishet brothers who tell me they love me and want to be physical as far as hugs and stuff way more than queer guys. Like, the straight guys I know are very comfortable with who they are. Compliment me, all of that stuff. And none of them are interested in messing around physically with guys. Um, I think you should be happy that you have a man that is that comfortable with who he is. I always tell women, you need to start asking questions if they're bashing us too mm -hmm. much or if they act like there are certain things that they just can't do. Mm -hmm. That's when you need to start asking questions. He's just comfortable, you know. Right. Maybe found a, um, a male companion who is gay, but they also share something in common with, you know, maybe they love... Um, motorcycles or going to the gun range or hunting or a certain night like, oh maybe a certain football team he just gay <laughs> you were so southern <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, so. All, all of these republican things you just named <laughs> hey. you can go hunting and shooting things together <laughs> black people hunt and shoot too this is true this is true black people are also conservatives gun cabinet at home. i'm sure y'all do we are not conservative <laughs> and this I, is said, not about I said me. black people are conservative uh -huh. as well they're not just liberal uh-huh, right. <laughs> you can be sure there was a few black people out there when they were storming the Capitol. <laughs> I ain't seen no Negroes. <laughs> I seen mayonnaise. They were shut your mouth. Anyway, moving on to the next <laughs> moving on to the next question. So hopefully that helps, Jessica. We both hope that that helps. The next question comes from Nicholas. And Nicholas's question is: what's your advice for people dealing with sad? SAD is Seasonal Affective Disorder. A more lame way of saying it is, is Seasonal Depression. You're someone who gets depressed according to the season. For most people, it usually has to do with winter. And so, uh, Tigger, did you say you're going to give this to me to answer? <laughs> so, Nicholas's question was, how do you deal with it? So, there are lots of different ways that you could deal with it. Um, and it's all according to what it is that you feel comfortable with. Right now, because of COVID, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And to be completely honest, this winter probably has been one of the worst for having SAD because you can't be around a lot of folks. One of the best ways to deal with SAD is to surround yourself with people who love and care about you. However, the beauty is, is that if you're someone who likes to take advantage of Zoom or something of that nature, here's the perfect opportunity to get to be with your friends without actually physically being with them. So that's one thing. You can make sure that you are around your friends or especially if you're somebody that's in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, find fun things that you all can do in the home together. Uh, maybe step outside of your comfort zone if you're not the kind to play games or all those kind of things. Take out some board games if you have them. Play video games with each other. Uh, find different ways, like you know, maybe ask each other's quest, ask each other questions that you may not know. Find ways to spice up your sex life. You know, make dinner together. Go on to Pinterest or something like that and find new meals that you can do. Um, pour into one another. That's a great way to make sure that neither of you 
are uh, really getting into the depression that can come along with the season. Um, dive deeper into your passions. I know me, I've missed writing. So writing is something I'm looking forward to doing um, a little bit more. Reading as well, I've, as I've talked to you guys about on the podcast, definitely I've enjoyed getting deeper into my reading, as well as fitness. Um, there are a lot of people who are afraid to still go to gyms right now during COVID. So take full advantage of working out in your house. Uh, is there anything else that I can think of right now? Of course, when it comes to family, you can add that into what I said earlier as far as friends when it comes to Zoom. Uh, you can get whole families together on Zoom and just catch up with one another. Laugh, you know, all of those kind of things that can really keep you in a positive place. I think that's about all that I have for getting past sad. Uh, there are, Lord knows, a large number of things that you can do to be able to keep yourself in a place outside of that depression. But I would say don't allow yourself to just be still. Now, there are those of us like me. I absolutely love my alone time. Uh, I actually get more out of that than I do being around a lot of people. But I also take into consideration that I'm more than likely the um, minority when it comes to that. Most people need to be around people and things that keep them happy. While me, simply being by myself, can bring me a lot of happiness. Uh, because a way that I get past sad is by playing games by myself. And binging the hell out of TV shows. <laughs> Those are two great ways I keep from the seasonal uh, depression. So thank you so much for asking that, Nicholas. Once again, thank you, Jessica. That's the couch. We will be right back with good news. And now it is time for good news. So first, I would like to once again thank Jessica and Nicholas for submitting their questions to the couch. Um, I forgot to say it during that segment. So if you guys are interested in submitting your own question for the couch, that is THS at RevolutionMultimedia.com. THS at R-A-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-M-U-L. T-I-M-E-D-I-A dot com. <laughs> Which is why I think I've never spelt it on the show before. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty long um pretty is not the word. Pretty long email address. <laughs> don't act like you don't like long things. Anyway. So if you can't pronounce it, you can pronounce Revolution Multimedia. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, do you have any good news for the Misfit Universe? Um, nothing as of yet since it's early. Okay. St just I go, I just plan as I go, and you know, whenever something new happens, of course, I post it on social media, and I do tell people I have something new coming up or a new shoot or scene, but nothing really. Okay. My birthday is coming up in April. It is January. You better get out my face. <laughs> you better get out my. Allow Aquarius and Pisces to have their seasons before you try to. Not when they're not first on the zodiac board. Aries is first. Oh Jesus. You better check that uh, zodiology. Anyway, moving forward, my good news is is that I have put another two-hour dent into Barack Obama's latest book. 
I went from 17 hours to now I'm at 15 hours left of reading uh, or of listening via Audible. Um, this book is no joke. <laughs> it's no, the only book that I've been able to finish in the course of listening to his book has been my dear friend D. Rashad Battle's book. Um, I was able to finish that, but that was that's a novella, so that wasn't even really that long. Um, attempting to finish everything else that I'm reading during that time has been Le Struggle. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just ready to make it through. I said moving forward, instead of like sitting there and attempting to listen to everything without doing anything else in life, I'm just going to let it play while I do everything else around the house. And it'll seep in, you know, because even uh, like I got through those two hours, because uh, I think the other day I was like cleaning and preparing to shower and shaving my head and all that stuff. So that's how it'll be done from now on. Instead of like lying somewhere and trying to listen to it, I'm just gonna. Don't nobody want none of your personal hygiene agenda. First of all, we just got finished talking about you getting dick in the ass. So <laughs> me talking about shaving my head and showering. Thank you very much. Anyway, so that is my good news. If people want to walk with you on social media, how would they do that? We don't say follow here. We say walk with. Because <laughs> he was about to part his lips. <laughs> oh, he's so politically correct. Whatever. That don't even mean polit. What? So bougie. <laughs> here we go. I was waiting for you to say that. We are bougie. We don't say follow. We say walk. You guys can walk with me. <laughs> kick your ass. You can walk with me on my Twitter, which is Tigger underscore Red. It's it's it's. Um, be, How do you spell red? R E D D. Mm -hmm. Now be careful. There is a fake page that had Tigger Red. So I, mine do not have an S on the end. It's T I G G E R underscore R E D D triple X. My Instagram is Tigger Red Official. All one word. Are those the only two things you're on? You don't want them following you on Facebook? I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> you can follow me on Farmers Only. I'm just <laughs> Yes, Farmers Only. Oh, <laughs> black sugar babies. <laughs> I, I, I can be a sugar baby. <laughs> well, from the way that the body's looking these days, you'd be a sugar daddy. So. Uh, no. <laughs> My number is. <laughs> yes! Come on, number! Come on! Five 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 five. Oh. Seven 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 ninety ninety three eleven. Good. Tell me what your number is. Anyway, you can. Oh, they told me to talk about eight seven five four three zero nine. Wow, wow. You can walk with the healing space all over social media. Um, that is ths podcast on Facebook and Instagram. What are you doing? <laughs> oh wow my friend george will appreciate you wow what is really happening right now um the ths underscore podcast on twitter scorpiogi across all social media platforms scorpiogi.com and wertlm.com there you'll find uh my yoga and ths podcast he has issues. <laughs> Thank you so much to Tigger Red for joining me as co-host for the entire episode of THS Podcast. We're clearly going to allow him to do this, uh, what you call it, Negro spiritual, as we you make our way out. Church. <laughs> take you to my Southern Baptist church. Because mm -mm. mm -hmm. you go to church in the South, the Lord knows the, the demons they'll try to take out of me. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the things that they believe in. Good Lord. Hell, I'm a sinner and I'm blushing. Oh, well, I'm not a sinner, so. Yeah, I still catch, I catch on fire. Everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I step in there, they'll get some common sense. But anyway, we were doing what we're not supposed to do, which is talking about religion. So we're going to we're go not now. Talking about religion, we're talking about our sinfulness. I don't have sin, so I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. You can't. I, I don't even believe in the shit. So, right. Let me go for you. Get me struck by light. So we're going to go now. Wow! <laughs> I love you, Misfit, so much. And until next time, Namaste. Namaste. Did you say not my hole? You said not my stage. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs>